Welcome to Launch Left Podcast. A space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels. It's also a space for an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom mm. radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. necessity. Speaking of radical creativity, today's guest... Devendra Banhart! Devendra Banhart, ladies and gentlemen. We're so happy to share him with you today. We're so lucky to have gotten to sit down with him and talk to him and be enlightened by him and loved by him. My soul loves his soul. My heart loves his heart. It was a fantastic time and hope you guys enjoy it so much. What an absolute treasure to have him on. Someone who highlights other artists all the time. If you go to his Instagram, you can see that he's always bigging up uh, creatives that he believes are doing cool things. So we want to spend this episode just talking about Devendra, hearing his music. We hope you'll rate and subscribe if you like it and follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Have a good day. Bye. It's good. Devendra Bernhardt. How do you say your name? Devendra Banhart. Ban. Yeah. Even though it's B, isn't it B A? B A N N. That's what I've always missed, messed up. That R. R. The R has been there. People have perceived an R mind since 1981. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm used to it. You mean it. it's even on your records? It's 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 never Implied? Devendra Banhart the way it's. I, th I think that's phonetically how you would say it, but it's what turn what it turns into is Devandra Barnhart. So that's what I hear, and I you know what's that? I don't want to. Do you like having everything. like more than one name? Kind of is it a way for you to? I don't step like, away from the hmm. public. Devendra? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. funny. If your pseudonym is exactly a name, <laughs> just one letter off. Like, are you? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God, are you Nina Simone? I'm actually Nano. Saman, you know, just I'm changing just the way that's fucking good. Oh shit. Um, no, I I um I like my name and I don't mind if people miss miss say oh. it wrong. Do people say your name wrong? No. Uh, I don't think so because it's like one syllable. It's an element, and then the other thing is like you know in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So people know how to say it. But I'm trying to think. I know people who equally have like name name. They always get their name wrong. Who Was there ever a time where you just were like, I don't like how unique my name is? And in in Caracas is a weird name to have. I grew up in Venezuela in Caracas. Right now they're having a great time. Things are real. Oh yeah, where you were born? No, it's where Liberty was Liberty born. Our other sisters. Really? Yeah. What? And one of my dearest friends, Ana Diaz, is from Caracas, and so we know. You have a sister born in Caracas. Libertad Mariposa. She was born on Independence, Independence Day, Day in Venezuela. That is crazy. My condolences. <laughs> well. Um, no, uh, you know, just, and her name is, Liber what's her name? Libertad? Libertad Mariposa. That's beautiful. Mariposa right. is beautiful. She's also an amazing singer-songwriter. No way. Making a record right Oh my God. Now. Yeah. Has she put out stuff before, what she's doing right now? Not really No, yet. she hasn't recorded, or she recorded and then that band broke up and now this is her first... Um, yeah, she's making a record right now. Mm -hmm. You have to send it to me. I you will. have to share it with me. Yeah. This time more than ever. 
I have such a strong need to connect with Venezuelans. You know, because oh, we're the we're the ones that are. Yeah, we'll like, introduce you to Arnetti. It's important. Yeah, it's important. Amazing. And there's a new. I mean, obviously, what's what's happening is a disaster. It's insane yeah. every single day. It's insane. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's like politicized. Every. It's kind of the same thing with Trump. Really, yeah, just exactly. kind of politicized everybody, in in a wonderful way. And everybody's really focused on this moment. Something can actually change. And stories are just coming out. You know, horrible stories. Kids dying. Mm -hmm. You know, hospitals have no electricity. You know, you're on, you're on life support, and, and that's it. And you would have survived. These simple operation surgeries are just like impossible to do. And so, can you imagine like a, a pediatrician a, 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 who's doing surgery on, on a young child who is so delicate, so sensitive. You know, the body hasn't really figured things out and you're so more susceptible to disease that can be cured so easily and it's just impossible to get that that um, operation or that medicine. So people just really die. Kids, it's even more painful. But all the Venezuelans that are not in Venezuela anymore, for, there's this kind of, I think, undercurrent of like, oh, you kind of abandoned us in a way. We moved off, we left, mm -hmm. right. you know? And that was my relationship even with my family and friends in Venezuela. Like, I'm the one that just kind of took off. But then suddenly this situation happens and it's kind of ongoing, it's happened my whole life. But now it's at this critical mass, critical moment. Something really needs to change. I mean, it's insane. We're trying to kick out people in the consulate, trying to figure out if the U.S. is going to invade and get this guy out of there, halting the billions of dollars in oil and gold money that he's hidden throughout the world. Okay, we're really making big efforts to change things, but it's been a long burn, and now suddenly it's just about seeing that there's hope outside of this disaster of Venezuela. So Venezuelans are like, hey, I've, I've lived somewhere else, I got out, and, and, I'm, and I'm with you. And so you kind of want to know that there's people out there still sending you love and, and thinking of you because it's, you're literally living without any electricity. My brother is there, and, he, and I, he, he just had to have a week without electricity, and, uh, which also means, you know, obviously no hot water, no refrigeration. It's a really hot place. I mean, for a million reasons, it's a really, really tough situation. So are situation. you, I'm sorry to interrupt, are you 100% Venezuelan then? Half Venezuelan. Okay. I was born in Texas. Me too. Sure. No. Where? Crockett. Crockett? <laughs> the smallest yeah, little place. Cr I wish I was born in Crockett. Davy Crockett. Where, where are you born? What does Crockett mean? Not far from Houston. It mean, it was I was born in Houston. Davy, Davy Crockett. It wasn't named Davy Crockett? Yeah. I wonder what Crockett, though. Crockett. 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 That's crazy. So you're born in Texas. So then you're half Venezuelan. Yeah, half Venezuelan, half Texan. Cool. And um, and you left. Well, how old were you when you left? I left when I was about four, okay. five years old. But I have this name, Devendra. Right. You know, that was given to me by my guru and my parents' guru. You know, Maharaji Prem Rawat. And um, Maharaji was is um, still a, a teacher, you know. But he was very infamous in, in, in the, in the mid-60s as being the boy guru, because he, he started teaching when he was four years old. Wow. His father, you know, there's, his father was a guru and a teacher, right? And, he's, and he passed away, and there's this lineage. He was the youngest kid, Maraji, he's like mm -hmm. three or four. Mm -hmm. and, they, and his father's dead, and it's the funeral, and everyone's crying, freaking out, our guru's gone. And all the, all the de devotees and all this, everyone's just mourning and weeping, and they're wondering who's gonna be, it must be the teenage son. I guess he has to take over, what's going on? Everyone's kind of freaking out. And then Maraji, as a four-year-old, just gets on stage, and he goes, why are you crying? My father's still here, he hasn't gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. And he starts giving satsang at four. Whoa. So he was, he's been doing it for forever. Um, and 
my parents met through through a, an event of his teaching, and then he gave me they gave me this name Devendra, but I was they needed me to be born first, to get a photo of him to give me the name, so they were watching Star Wars and I'm in the belly and then when Alec Guinness comes out Obi Wan Kenobi comes out I start kicking a lot so my middle name is Obi. Uh, and that, those are two weird names anywhere, especially in, in Venezuela. Yeah. But it was easier to say Obi then. So I was Obi throughout my Venezuelan times. Ah, okay. Was, Mari, was Mariposa, did she grow up there? No. No, no, no. Just born there, there for a short time. That's crazy. Like barely there, actually born and left and three months old. But she was born on the Independence Day, which is July 5th there, 1976. It was like the 100th year, of it, or I don't know. How, how ironic. I mean, I mean, come on, that is the best. When like a dictatorship is like, let's celebrate independence, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, but I don't mind. You can call me Devander Barnhart all you want. I just think Barnhart is not so nice. Although it's kind of sweet. You have the heart of a barn. Right. Or your heart is a barn. Otherwise, it's Ban. Ban it's Banhart. Yeah, which I like because, you know, it means um, female deer spirit. You know, I think that's a pretty good that is cool. meaning. I'm really proud I'm really into that. But I don't mind a barn that's a heart. What do you keep in a barn? Hay? Some horses? You know, these are valuable things if you've got a farm. Yeah. So, you know, you have the barn heart. Barn. So how did you come across music and the arts? What, what uh, drew you to that? Or do, what can we, do you... whatever Mark said, can we just... <laughs> Overdub that. He didn't answer this question. Oh. We didn't even ask him this question. Oh, man. Well, then, just any answer he gave at all, whatsoever. You can just, now my answer is, hi, I'm Mark Mothersbaugh. Just for just those like, of you <laughs> watching, he's talking about Mark Mothersbaugh. Yes, from Devo. He would like his answers, too. Uh. He really didn't. He didn't talk about where art. We didn't even ask no, him. No, but actually what he did speak of is how it wasn't just about music for him and how they were more, you know, starting a revolution through many mediums. Yeah, and it know. was a it was a it was a movement. Yeah, right? exactly. It was like an art movement. He didn't. They didn't feel they were even a band. That was just more oh, it art. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they were the kind of the great interdisciplinary kind of uh, you know spearheading a particular type of art consciousness in the mainstream. Yeah, which didn't really exist. And you've got people at that moment. What a special weird moment! Because then you've got the Talking Heads as well doing that kind of thing, very subversive, way more subversive than the Devo because they were so. It kind of it explicit. Mm -hmm. And then someone like Laurie Anderson, who's just like, can you imagine a moment? And, and, and she's, that was a hit, number one hit with those Superman. Yeah. But, you know, she's making better work now, without a doubt, nonstop. And same thing with Mark, so I, I, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm like obsessed prolific. with it's extremely prolific. Oh, amazing, right? It's yeah. truly so much incredible work and the, the iconic work that you can associate with all the other disciplines oh, that he's worked yeah, with as exactly. a composer, of course. And, it, and you realize, wow, this band is really weird and cool. And they are kind of, they lead to the residence or something like that, you know what I mean? They're an introduction to this, a bunch of weirdo bands that you love. Mm. And they're kind of this, also, uh, there's a correlation between like European no wave and all of that. So you get into that world thanks to Tivo. And I, I did this thing, it was like a political rally, and they cut out when they were asking me, I was trying to give them a quick, quick bit. And, I, and they're like, you know, what, what's your kind of bit? And I said, 
I said, demilitarization, deforestation, and Devo reunion. <laughs> and I was so proud of myself. You know, this I was like, great. we're like, gonna use it. And I was like, yeah, oh fuck yeah, this is gonna be so good. And I'm gonna cut it all out. Well, we're gonna use it. Well, let me say it better. Oh no, okay, yeah. we're doing it casually. It's like, yeah. so what? Like, so, what's your yeah? If you give really, yeah, three yeah. words. <laughs> You know, like, is there some kind of hmm. soundbite you can give us for Devo yeah, in three words? I don't know. It's a tough one to put me on the spot like that, but I had to pick, let me think. Deforestation, demilitarization, and Devo reunion. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I love Devo. I'm glad you guys interviewed him. So, yeah. Listen. I will. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you feel that um, Venezuela influenced you at all as a musician initially like before you maybe put two and two together and added mm, I think isolation influenced me and that was a product of being in Venezuela because I really didn't fit in with a weird name and I was feminine and I didn't want to play sports I could give a shit about everything that seemed to matter to 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 the to to the, these very strict gender you know mm-hmm. roles that were imposed upon us as kids and are still imposed on so many kids all over the world, and I just couldn't relate to it. I had no attraction to it, and so I'm just kind of on my own. And on my own, you create your own little world and you have fun with it, and you. I have your own attractions, and mine were music, right? Music is attractive. I can hear it in the streets. This thing is this type, of, type of music called salsa and merengue. You hear it everywhere, but that wasn't, that was so ubiquitous, in it, but it didn't kind of strike me as something that I was interested in. And then I heard um, something a little bit more interesting, like Neil Young, or maybe um, even just like the Rolling Stones or Guns N' Roses or the first time I heard Nirvana on the radio, that was like a big deal. You know, you just hear this other thing and you go, oh, music is interesting, very cool. But I can't really sing like those people. I'm trying to sing like those people. This, these guys have these deep voices or these... And um, I have so much time on my own. I didn't have this feeling of a social f- crew or, f- or, or kind of... Um, Gang. As a, yeah, a gang kind of feeling. That I felt like I could just play around and, and one day, this is inspiration, I put on my mom's dress and, and just sing, you know, use the, the brush as a, as a microphone. And it was like, because the idea was like, here's the thing that's gonna transform me into something else. Because as, as it is, I can't sing like these people. Mm-hmm. As it is, I can't do this. I don't even have people I can play music with, I can't play an instrument. But let's just try to, okay, it's, just transform. And that seemed like, that's, that's wild. Just put on the dress, put on the dress, got the brush, and I'm singing. And I'm going, la, 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 ooh, ah, ooh. Oh my God, like, wow. You know, like, this makes a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. As this lady, I can just sing it on up. And it was super fun, I would just do it. Because I had so much, my mom traveled a lot and uh, just kind of at home as a kid. And it was really fun and cool, and I felt like I discovered this, this, uh, just this um, new world of being a, of singing. You can make up the song too. My God, that's even crazier, you know? Yeah. Make up a song. That seems pretty fun. That seems pretty easy. T-shirt, T-shirt. I like T-shirt. My God, I wrote a song. And then one time, though, one of my mom's friends, like, kind of. I, at this point, when people were over, I would just do it in the bathroom because it's like, oh, people are gonna freak out, I'm sure. And I'm doing my little thing, and I comb my little hair. And he opens up the door, 
and he sees me and, he's, and he said, he, he actually called me a fag. And he was so angry. And it was like, whoa, why, how is this possibly offensive to you in any way? Mm. And as, a, as you're, I'm so young that everything is, is, is kind of vibrational interpretation. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really have so much uh, cultural conditioning. And so you can get a sense for what's behind the, the word. You get a sense for the sentiment. And the sentiment was this, like, I wish I could do that feeling. I don't want to presume that everybody that has, is totally ignorant is, is doing it only because they're, they're mad at the thing that they wish they could be. But that's generally the, the, the way it goes. And I could sense behind it. Like today, I just, you could be like, what, did, what did I just fucking ignorant asshole. But then there was a more compassion behind it because I knew that it was... I was representing something he could never do. And it had nothing to do really with his lack of courage. It had to do with his being, having the wherewithal to know that if he really expressed who he was, it, he would probably get killed. It is so fucking repressive in, in so many parts of the world, but particularly there, you know, particularly there. Um, but that's how I started singing, yeah, it, it, yeah. Just knowing that I could, I could make up a song and, and kind of connect with an energy that, that was there, you know. Because that's the whole thing, you know. You've got all this male energy and male energy and female energy and female energy. And it's just about getting that balance. And that's one of the beautiful principles of, I think, in terms of... Well, in Buddhism, there's Yavyam, which is, you know, father, mother, wisdom and compassion. And you have both of those elements. And they're really kind of, they're so interrelated. If you have wisdom, you have compassion. If you're compassionate, that's a form of wisdom. And it gets so out of balance when you, when you try to suppress one and, and uh, encourage the other one. So it was cool. I kind of just did it on my own. And it's just a reminder that we all have those things. Is that when, you, when did you decide to pick up an instrument? Was it um, later then? Yeah, later. I was like 14. 14, I'd moved to America. And soon after, I moved to America and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. This is like a free place. I can like pierce my ears. I tried to pierce my ears in Caracas and they shut down the school because kids wanted to beat me up. Mm. Oh my yeah. God, someone's got an ear, ear piercing. It's like, <sighs> And uh, so it was like, oh, I get to do all this stuff. And I'm like, pierce my ears and I can skateboard. Skateboarding was like, oh my God, the best. And those early skate videos that I was getting in Venezuela, didn't really have music that maybe now I find is kind of rad, but these, these like skate bands that were making like kind of punk, kind of skate punk for these early Pal Peralta videos. But then a little bit later when you move to America, the, all these skate videos started having songs like The, the Smiths and David Bowie mm. and like even John Lennon's solo stuff. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I'm 13 at this point. And that's like blowing my mind. So it's this through skate videos and skateboarding start to get into what you, you know, cooler music, cool music. And yeah, maybe I'll play guitar. It seems kind of fun. Actually, I thought I was going to play trombone because at the same time, because in, sk <laughs> in skating, <laughs> somehow, like it, no, because somebody, this, a skater who, who passed away, in fact, passed away, a very, very beloved skater who was one of my favorite skaters ever um, named Keenan Milton had a, a song by Desmond Decker in one of his music videos, Oh Seven Shantytown, really famous song. It's in How Do They Come, and, you know. But I'd never heard anything like that. Oh my God, that fucked me up. Like, this is some alien music. The production is too good. It's impossible to hear that song and not feel like a sense of transcendence and almost impossible to be a nihilist. You know what I mean? 
Like, it's fine. You could be an atheist all you want. Most likely it's because of some sort of baggage in your past, but I totally respect it and dig it. But how can you be a nihilist and look, and, and look at a banana? I mean, look at the, look how much love there is in a banana. It's this thing is already like packaged for you. You eat it, you know? And then anyways, the Desmond Decker song is a little bit like, the, oh, what is this thing? Oh my God, humans did something right, kind of, but they probably can't even take the credit, but sure, that's fine, it's amazing. And music can really do it. Like, and then I decided I wanted to like be in a ska band. I was like wearing suits all the time and being like, I'm a real rude boy, and I'm like into ska. And that was embarrassing, but I wanted to play trombone, and it was awful. It lasted one day. And I thought, okay, guitar is cooler. Maybe like a girl will want to talk to me if I play the guitar. Maybe the cute girl in school might have mentioned like guitars are cool, something like that. But I, I was like, okay, guitar is it. And. Um, who got you your first guitar? Did you have to get it yourself, or did you? Was it gifted to you? It was gifted to me. I was very fortunate. I didn't really grow up with a father figure until I was about like maybe ten years old, you know. And suddenly this person comes into my life, and I'm like so happy. He really saved my life, you know. And he's like my dad. He's my dad. I call him, of course. But he um, was the first person that really kind of like paid attention and asked me questions. And what are you into, you know? And and he got a sense that I was interested in music. And, Okay, he got me a guitar. And he did it in the coolest way, like real Willy Wonka way. Really Wonka? See, really? that's Willy Wonka when he tries to check in a hotel. He doesn't want anyone to know it's him. I'm really, really Wonka. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, it's, my, it's Christmas or my birthday. One or the other, and nothing. I don't get anything. And I'm like, I'm mature. I'm mature. I don't need a gift. I don't need a gift. And then at the end, he's like, it's a lady. He's like, you know what? I left my suitcase in the back of the, in the trunk. So classic. And I'm like, fuck you. You know, I don't get anything. And then you're making me go grab your stuff. And you go to the trunk, open it up, it's a guitar case. Mm. I'm just like trembling, open it up. And it was a Aww. guitar. It would have been funny if it wasn't so a guitar. Sweet. It was just like his notes or something like that. Um, but yeah, that was the first guitar. And, and it's still a very mysterious thing. You know, I have no sense of how this thing works. You know, no idea how it works. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you play an instrument? I do. I play guitar. I play piano. Do you, do you, do you, do you, you just like, have you, you got it all figured out? I haven't figured it out at all, but I know that um, each and every individual has something to do with it, with the instrument. You know what I mean? Like, I s certainly feel that, because um, I, you know, I've been writing since I was nine years old, piano, and the songs that I wrote when I was nine years old, I play them differently now. So I feel that, you know, it has, it has to have something to do with me. Can I hear the songs you wrote when you were nine years old? Sure. Those exist in recordings? Oh, and I, I still play them today. I have to hear those songs. You do. I have to hear those songs. I mean, I'd love to hear all the songs, but how amazing. I mean, so cool. You wrote songs when you were nine and you have those. I don't know how much I have them, but I still have them in here. Piano pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful. You definitely want to hear them. Oh, and they're instrumental? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I always liked playing alone. That was my favorite, one of my favorite things about playing was that I could be alone and play. I just did. I didn't like to play for anybody else. So to just sit in a room that's just there to hold the piano and somebody to play, you know what I mean? 
Um, and that reminded me so much of it today. And God, that sound, it was so crisp and beautiful and well-tuned and just like... You know that, that was, was a player like, piano? He was like, I, I don't want to disturb her, but I want to turn on the player because then it would play her song back to her when she got up. I saw that there was some oh, like little electric... He had a whole player. So I know, he was like wanting to record it so you so could hear cool. it. But I, I mean, that's, I love that. I mean, that's the story of one of my favorite records in the whole world, which is Harold Budd's um, La Bella Vista. Yeah. He was at Daniel Lanois' house just kind of playing around, and they were like, we've got to record this. That is the top ten records of my life. And Daniel Lanois p- produced it, or he just, it's, like, it's, recorded it's, it? It's just basically much Harold Budd just yeah. playing his yeah. piano. I like the Brian Eno, Harold Budd, one, First Light, that record. I used to just wake up and put that on every single day for, like, years. It, I'll send it to you, too. It feels so good. I mean, but I, I feel like there's that similar kind of feeling of, like, here I am, just me and the instrument, and that's it, and that's heaven. I think we should organize a big concert for summer where she okay, thinks guys. she's just walking exactly. into a room. No, but that's so she good. thinks she's just we'll walking into a room. We'll do it at Disney Hall, but yeah. we'll build a little, a, little, a little rehearsal room in the middle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> but I'm excited um, to hear these songs, you know, any of them, but in particular something that you composed at nine and you're still playing. I mean, wow. How wild is that? I, yeah. I mean, I could probably still play pieces, but not the whole piece. I do. I know that there's a recording somewhere, somewhere. But I was thinking about it today, playing in that room. I was like, you know, and you take a long hiatus, or I took a long hiatus from playing at all, honestly, and moved and started playing guitar. And it was semi-recently that I started playing again. But we were, you were talking about figuring out the instrument, huh? You have a piano at home. I have a piano at home. I just moved it into my house from the garage like a yeah, week ago. good, good. Yeah. And you're going to keep moving it around, too. You approach it in a different way. Isn't that funny? The space effects that move. Oh, okay, I'm playing it. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you know, if you want to rearrange stuff in this house, please go for it. You need an upright, too, I think. I, I want to get a, a, a light yeah. wood upright that sits I, there. I just haven't found it. Or I'll one of those, like, like, even She's a. great with that. Okay, She'll if you see it. one, you let me know, yeah. please. And there's something really kind of sh- like, like, um, horrendous and chic about one of those like plastic see-through ones. Are kind of, oh, yeah. kind of chic, you know. Oh, that would with be some cool. plants on it. It's yeah, kind of yeah. Cute. I do. Yeah. I see that. It's yeah. like the 90s piano used for like techno songs. Like just to sample it, but let's put it in the video. Right. You know. I do like that. It's like fiberglass, like a fiberglass piano. Yes. Um um, have you noticed that the do you does the sound change the more cracks and or have you just not figured it out even on that level, the level of sound? I know you were talking about probably That's mastering a really your instrument. That's a vague but... question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just noticed cracks, and when my guitar cracked, yeah. I noticed very much the difference in the sound. And I was wondering, as I was watching you play it, whether... You know, each one of these little marks... Um, no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I, I don't even, I'm not even making a joke. That's the worst. Hey, let me tell you this non-joke. I'm telling you, I'm kidding. Uh, but anyways, this is, a stu- I think, a student guitar. And the story that I've projected onto it is that some kids in Germany, because for some reason, just because it's a Hofner, but probably is not from Germany, uh, were just drawing, you know, little marks all over it. And oh, yeah. I Those think it marks? weirdly affects it. But... Um, I Did you put... Oh, that's just the... Uh, no, but there is a pickup in there. There is. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And Did you uh, put it in? 
I had it put in. Yeah. No, but but let's, let's so continue. You just hold I'm it. I'm just gonna yeah. look at it. Yeah. Is there any? Don't even look at but, uh, it. You know, maybe. Is there mostly no, just play. guitar on your record, or you do yeah. do piano? Oh. Do you know, I could, maybe you could play us a little bit. Let's no, I just it's not really chords. my first instrument. You, you know? know, but right now it's cool. You can play like a little, uh, a little lap uh, lap steel kind of vibe. You know. I don't have anything. That's so funny, oh my god, I love it. You know, I, I always kiss the head of it after I'm done playing with it, and in my mind... That's what she said. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. I couldn't help it, it's terrible. I had to. <laughs> um, guitar on your record, solamente, or mucho, piano? Mucho, mucho guitar. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guitar on the record. But, um, yeah, you, I mean, you don't, I just thought you want me to if, you hold wanted, it? if you wanted I'll to play, you don't have to hold it. Yeah, now it's weird. <laughs> Please hold my guitar. <laughs> um, do you speak Spanish? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever sing in Spanish? Yeah, there's. I, have, I think every record except for the last one had didn't have a song in Spanish, and this one has three. Oh, actually, a song in Portuguese, which I don't speak. So I had to have my friend Rodrigo Amarante. Rodrigo. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rodrigo really saved the day because I was trying to just get away with doing a little sport, uh, sp a, a portuñol, you know, where I'm really singing in Spanish, but I'm just like throwing in like my version of an accent and, and, these, and these Portuguese words that I don't know what I'm saying. But he, he was like, okay, let's just get this right. No one's gonna understand. I was like so pissed. Of course you wanna hear, it's great. Don't worry about it. But he made me be diligent and actually get the right words. So yes, I speak Spanish. And um, do you speak Spanish? Entonces hablamos en español para. Abre las alas, el mundo te espera. Una sorpresa que Dios te guarda. Abre las manos, el cielo te guarda. Un regalito que solo para ti. Do you speak the same amount of languages? No, ella habla mejor a mí, seguro que sí. ¿En, en español? Sí. ¿Pero tú hablas otro idioma? No. no. ¿Y por qué hablas español? Porque... Yo viví en Costa Rica por un tiempo. Sí. Uh -huh. Y trabajo con muchos latinos aquí, entonces puedo practicar. ¿Sabías español cuando te... ¿Fuiste a Costa Rica? No, pero Ahí tenía, ya, yeah. y tenía como 13 años, entonces... Wow, mucho tiempo. Hace bastante tiempo. Ya, yeah, pero vivía ya solo tres años, poco a poco, unas veces, unas meses aquí. Entonces... Libertad hablar español yeah. también. También. Muy bien. Sí. Mejor que, ya. Yeah. Pero ella aprendió en Estados Unidos, entonces. No, ella sí. viví en Costa Rica también, ah, pero para muchos años. Do you guys have a favorite Indian restaurant in LA? Used to be a Narcoli and they closed down. Pretty good, but then there's one they called like them. Indian. Uh, there's a really good one, weirdly, in like, um, on Vermont. Sherman Oaks. In Sherman Oaks. That Lauren told me about. That's mm. that I went to. And it's our new fish. You really like it? You yeah. really like it? Yeah. I'm going to follow up on this. Okay. I'm going to text you. I don't want to say it on camera because I don't want other people to know about it. Right. <laughs> but I'm Secret. on the hunt and I can't find it. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't find it. I know. This was like a, you know, it's unassuming, but it, we thought the food was good. Art. Isn't it fabulous? What? Art? <laughs> Indian food. Yeah, that's what we yeah. were really saying. Did you want to play a song or no? Oh, I wasn't planning on it, and I don't know if I could. I don't. I, I wasn't. I haven't rehearsed you don't have the to. new record. You didn't know because you were playing. Like any song. Here's yeah, the thing. You song. brought me 
and yes, a gift. Yes, you brought me play. a gift, but I don't I don't remember it either. But yes. I I will play the part I remember, right? You mean because we bought you the Carly Simon record? Because you brought record. me the Carly Simon record. So this is what I remember. And if you, do you know the song well? No. Shit. I think literally I bought it just now before I came. Mm. I was like, maybe he'll like this record. And You're I kidding. Bought it. I swear to but God. But you know the song, right? Nope. I'm not sure I do. Which one is it? Okay, the so chorus. Is the record coming it's, around again? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, yes. No. I do know that. You do know it. So it's like, oh fuck, I don't even know the lines. And it's, I, I know. Wait. What's what's? Dad, mommy pleases, baby sneezes, daddy breezes in. So romantic, all on paper, yet so be. stays the same but if you're willing to play the game it's coming around again god that's so cute it's me. so great it's what so a beautiful, beautiful song i don't know what the change is i feel like it needs to be capo though because it's like really high oh, or really probably, low for yeah. me so capo so i can sing it okay. you want i got a capo no. yeah, oh i wish if only there was oh <laughs> speak did someone say capo it's so good oh my god I didn't even see that when I said Do you want it? Do you want to, you want to play the guitar a little bit with the little capo? No. You sure? It's like, there's no pressure whatsoever. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so terrifying. No. Yeah, okay. that line when she's like, I believe in love. What else can I do? I mean, I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm so in love with you. What a beautiful thing. God, it's also so sad. It's almost like I actually you're a piece of shit. But I believe in love and I'm, and I'm so in love. And what else can I do? Yeah. I was introduced to Carly Simon, Carol King, and James Taylor all at the same time in my, you know, in my listening of music. And every production I had from all of her lyrics were about James Taylor. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> at nine years totally. old, I was oh, just like, oh, he is so vain. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your song? That's so much better. <laughs> this is a, a good time. No, I like that one so much better. Tell me when to clap. Toothbrush, toothbrush, toothbrush. T-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Is okay, it going to go on so a record? You, well, yeah. We just need a band name, yeah. and we're good to go. I'm ready to play a show, and I think you are too. Yeah, and she I think is. we need to. We've got. We've got to conclude that you're going to play a show. Please, a recital. Yeah. Songs ranging from nine till now. Ooh, I like that. From nine till now. There's the name of the uh, band. From nine to now. Great, exactly. Oh, I love I'm that. Working nine to now. That's exactly. Nine, nine to five. Now. What a way to make a living. <laughs> Let's do it. And please play a show, and we'll we'll pretend we're not going to go, and we'll ignore you the whole time. Great. All right. So mm -hmm. we're not there, mm -hmm. but we'd all like to hear it. When is your next you show? You have to share your work. My favorite songwriters, my favorite artists, my favorite uh, writers filmmakers, if they had just made the piece of art and just kept it to themselves, I would be l l worse off. You know, I'd be bummed. It would, it would have, it, it, I, my, li my life would have been more, you know, it was impoverishing in a way. Absolutely. It, it, so much of this work. Responsibility to share. So share it, put it out there and, and let us decide. Let us decide. 
Meaning, give us a chance. But when you have somebody who resonates with it sitting right there playing it, you don't really need anybody else to resonate with it. Okay. It's really hoggish, but okay. You're, are you saying that you're the one resonating with the music? Yeah, right? right. I mean, wouldn't you have to be, you know? I, of course. I'm just saying to share it with someone else. I actually just Why reached out to Josiah. Why not opportunity to have that experience that you have? I just reached out to Josiah literally 10 days ago and said, would you consider coming over and listening to a girl and her piano and let, let me play you a few songs? Okay, so that was a okay. big well, step. That's a, that's that's a step. big step you for me. You should have done that, okay, 10 was, years ago. raising now. kids. Um, okay, good. We're making some progress. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm just saying that so often we're prevented by this, what are people going to think, or they're not going to mm -hmm. like it the way I do, or get mm -hmm. it the way I do. Mm -hmm. And in a way, there's something very selfish about that because it's not giving us the chance to make that judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, also, who cares? You do your work, you put it out there, and, and move on, do your thing. So, When good. was your first recording, and, and when was your first recording, and how did it come about, and... Oh, come you know, on! It was the '60s, and uh, if you were there, if you remember, you went there. No, I, you know, well, I, my first recording was I was I was 18. My first record came out, and um, and anyways, speaking of recordings and first times, even though somebody here has made a lot of records, this is the first time you've made one under your name mm -hmm. fully, yeah. mm -hmm. and that's getting mixed right now. It's going to come out probably now. Right? Probably this year. Probably this year mm -hmm. that we're in. Now, whenever yeah. this shows, it's going to be coming out. <laughs> Which is, okay, yeah. overdub exactly yeah. the date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, but it's, your, it's under your name, but yeah. what's it called? River. Oh, wow, beautiful. Yeah. And um, also a great Terry Reid record. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, Terry Reid, but anyway, one of my, that's just one of my favorite songs. You know that song with Terry Reid? No. I'm going to send it to you. It's okay, insane. He's do. like infamously the guy who turned down Led Zeppelin, but his, he's like, his own solo records were amazing. We'll cut this out. But it's good to give Terry Reid a little bit of props. But it's unrelated, so we should cut it out. It'd be quick. But really, really quick. Okay. You also did a series that was called Let's Make Babies in the Woods. Right. A concept record. Yeah. It's a great concept. Three records, just a, f a few songs each that add up to 12. I mean, that's how good at math I am. And the first one was? Firstborn. Firstborn. Middle, Middle child, child. Baby. baby. So. And that cool. was called Three, that record. Let's Make Babies in the Woods was the mother to that record. Oh, this is great. I love that. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then, and then yeah, I don't know. I guess I and just decided to And then I went, I decided to just go on retreat for a while and stop doing music altogether. After doing that record, I mm -hmm. felt like I did it. You did For it. For that yeah. band, I was like, complete. I had mm -hmm. babies. I'm raising them now. Goodbye. Perfect. <laughs> and the, that's a full concept. The concept has been completed. Moving on. Right. Moving on. To your record. N moving on <laughs> to, which is a record, which is what you made. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Okay. But well, no, okay. but I, okay, so about my record, why, why I'm so interested in this, the baby thing, is okay. that this record... Is, is really, if I don't have children, this is everything I would want to say to, to my kids. It's Aww. that feeling. Because everyone's I'm having kids. Cry, All our friends. Not on me. Here we go. 
Well, no, but if you do it, do it right into that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that'd be a great, you know, just for a shot. Just one tear go oh, style. Love it. Yeah. I cry so fucking much. That's I, great. I, I'm shocked that I haven't started crying in this interview. I really am. Hmm. But anyways, um, it's like Josiah's got uh, uh, um, uh, Rowan, you know, and, and, and Noah, who I produced the record with, has Ocean, and, and Greg, who I play music with, is having his daughter very, very soon, and Lucky, who I play with, has his daughter Alma, and, um, and, and Lo um, has her two children, and it's just, it, it's just there's these children all around that I get to observe and then go home and, and kind of write about. And a lot of the parents I know don't necessarily get to do that because it's such a constant thing, of course. They're trying to just find time kind of for themselves. But I, have, I, get, to, I get to go home and write about it, and, and, and I have that time. And so the record is everything that I would want to say to a child. But then also I, I lost my, my biological father um, right as we finished the last record. And so this record is all about him, too, and, and that, that process of kind of losing someone you never had a relationship with, but we're getting close to, but then they, they take their own life. And so it leaves you with this, like, if you take your own life, maybe you can take it, get it back. That was my feeling. That's been my feeling for three years now. You know, it's like, well, you kind of did it your own way. So maybe you can come back your own way. It's just this bizarre way of, you know, what, what's, what's how suicide And this works. idea of making this record of everything you may have want to say to your children, right? That's yeah. what you initially said. Is there anything in, in it that maybe is maybe what you wished your father maybe said to you? Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly it. It's everything I would want, mm -hmm. I would have wanted a, a parent to say to me. Mm -hmm. As a young, young, I can't wait to kid. hear it. When can we expect it to be out in the world? When you send me yours, mm -hmm. and then it should be coming out today. <laughs> and um, and then and then so so for uh, so if there is one thing that I can say about about what we're doing, is this is so fun. I kind of I, I kind of love you guys. If I can say that. <laughs> Thank you. And it you know uh, and. Um, and, and, and really, thank you for talking to me. And then I will say my favorite quote that I just read. It's a fourth grader. Okay, it's a fourth grader said, the only reason why you've never done it before is because you've never done it before. It's like yeah. the wisdom in that. Oh, exactly. And compassion. And then I feel terrible that I don't know their name. It just said fourth grader. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's... Um, Thank you so much. This honestly, joy molecules just keep expanding in the oh, room. So it was lovely to spend molecules. the afternoon with you. Finally. I know, finally. Because, right? you know, we, it's been friend of a friend yeah. forever. Ever. Yeah. So What's your right. pin? Lunch left. Well, that's the show you're of on. Of course. <laughs> What's with the pin? <laughs> I gave you one. It's in your mug. If you want you did? One. Oh yeah. my God. I think you said a pick. It was and a, a pick. Oh, and a pick. <laughs> Just make sure it's always launching that way. Oh, okay, Left. cool. Oh, gotcha. Left of center. Marx was launching. Did it. Did it.
No, we put it in. Like, no, oh, it's all good. day long. It was, it was launching straight Mark down. Mark was like, I'm going to put on my jacket. He wanted to have it on. And I could, I should, it would have, it, match, it matches my whole thing. I could have oh, worn man. it. I could have definitely worn it. You want to, can we Photoshop it or something? <laughs> or, or, you know, should I put it on, should I, or what? I don't know. What do you guys need? What maybe do you guys need? Maybe we could just do like, we just do one more maybe, shot where you maybe drink you play, out of a teacup. With or you play sure. a little bit of guitar with a pick. Well, you're not going to see it that. though. I feel like you just well, want to I play could. the guitar, which is I, I do, I do. I do. I, you can play the guitar. No, I don't want to play the guitar. I could hold the pick <laughs> while you play the guitar, because then you can really play, see it. Play the mug with I the pick. I think that's kind of fun. Wait, you hold the guitar, <laughs> okay? And then I'll hold the pick. Looking for your love 
Launchlove aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Launchlove begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left of center artists in all creative fields. Everybody, 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 everybody